0: Star Wars fans, Uh, this is Joe Molinaro with the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. Reaching out just to do a quick refresher, after we got back from the ICC Con in Nashville, Tennessee, or the ICCC as I called it, it was a great experience for our podcast down there, and we noticed that we were getting quite a few more followers and listeners after that event, so we wanted to check in with you, do a refresher course for you, the new followers, the new listeners, as well as some of the um, older listeners who have been with us for a while, and just give you a recap of why we're doing this show. Um, I'm here just doing a quick intro before we before we get into the main show. But as always, you can follow us on Twitter at Rule the Galaxy SW. You can email us at Rule the Galaxy SW at gmail.com. You can just follow us on Facebook and YouTube at pretty much just Rule of the Galaxy. Um, also on Etsy, uh, if you go to etsy.com, you can type in "Rule the Galaxy" in all caps, and uh, no spaces. All caps, no spaces. Rule the Galaxy on Etsy to buy our hats, shirts, sweatshirts, and so on. But wanted to follow up and and let you know a little bit about us. Rule the Galaxy started in January of 2020. My son and I, Joey and I, started the podcast. We wanted to rule the galaxy as father and son. And um, since then, had plenty of changes, but we've got a core group of hosts now. We're mostly based out of the, the Indianapolis area. We've got uh, my cousin Alfie, my cousin Nick, our good friend Brent Dykman, and one of our um, newest co-hosts, who actually was a friend of the show, uh, is D-Doc, Dave Dockery from the Philadelphia area. He does a lot of our graphics as well, uh, on top of being on the show. But- after getting back for, from the ICC Con or the ICCC, wanted to catch up because while we were there, we did four uh, mini shows, all about 15 minutes. Uh, two shows were our, our actual crew, our actual uh, podcast crew. And then the other two shows were our podcast members going on to other podcasts and discussing things about Star Wars. So I wanted to give you a rundown on that. Um, in the first show... It is our first show that we did as a group live together and in person. And um, while it went fairly well, I, I was kind of messed up on the timing of it because usually our shows go an hour or two and we had 15 minutes. So I tried to buzz through a little too much of that very quickly, but we had some great topics. It was me, Brent, Alfie, and Nick. Um, d couldn't make the trip. He's waiting for the birth of his uh, third child, but uh, the four of us talked about the attack of the clone the attack of the clones the yuzong bong the last jedi and mara jade again pretty good show um but you know we rushed it a little bit and that was on me just not having the usual timing down that we usually do uh the next show was brent dykeman uh one of our co-hosts here was on the ecpc tv podcast And he was talking about fuel usage in The Last Jedi, which was kind of a running joke for the whole weekend while we were down there, just something we always brought up. They were great guys. Then Nick, uh, Nick Shesky on our show, jumped into another ECPC TV podcast and talked about Attack of the Clones and the love story in that movie. So that was, that was fun. And then we finished off the weekend with doing a second show with the group of four of us. And then we added in Flynn Hendricks, who is a wrestler, but who also loves Star Wars. He came onto the show and had a lot of energy. And we talked about uh, Count Dooku and wrestling and a few other topics. It was a lot of fun. And, um, you know, just wanted to basically let you know what all happened and what, what you're going to hear in this podcast with this quick intro. So you'll know what you're, you're getting and not know what's, you know, Not get hit with something that's, boom, new show every 15 minutes. So that'll all be bunched together. You'll have that coming up here in a minute. But uh, as always, thanks for listening. Thanks for being a part of what we do. You can always follow us at RuleTheGalaxySW on Twitter. Email us, RuleTheGalaxySW at gmail.com. YouTube and Facebook, just RuleTheGalaxy. And on Etsy, RuleTheGalaxy, all caps, one word. I'd like to give a special shout out. Today's May 4th when I'm recording. I took my quick lunch break to give you a recording as an intro. Sorry for its poor quality, um, but we're doing a live show May the 4th at Comic Book University, care of uh, Yellow Line Productions, which is run by my brother, Tony, who is a former co-host, who's, um, who's now got his own production company. So we're really excited about that. Joey will be a guest host, so you'll get to hear Joey Molinaro on the show. We're going to talk about all kinds of things, especially with it just being May the 4th. But if you're new, thanks for listening. If you're an old-time listener, give us a shout-out on an email, ruleofthegalaxysw at gmail.com. Let us know how long you've been listening and what you like about the show. And hopefully, we'll just keep growing and and getting more listeners. But we really appreciate it. The ICCC or ICCCon in Nashville was great. Listen to these next four mini-shows, let us know what you think, and until next week with another full episode, may the Force be with you. Hey Star Wars fans, welcome to the Rule of the Galaxy podcast. We're here at the ICC Con in Nashville. So happy to be here. It's Joe in the pilot seat. Remember, you can always follow us at Rule of the Galaxy SW on Twitter, Rule of the Galaxy pretty much everywhere else but enough of me. We've got our special co-hosts who are always with us. We've got Nick, we've got Alfie, we've got Brent, and we're just going to start into this thing. Guys, we're at a con together for the first time. What's been the biggest thing that you've been a part of or seen or liked at this con so
1: far? Meeting Timothy Zahn was the big one for me. Okay.
2: Yeah, that was really cool. I got to sit on a speeder bike yesterday, which was like a bucket list check of, uh, I didn't know it was on my bucket list, but then I sat on one, and I was like, this was on my bucket list, We and got I a didn't new bucket it. list after yeah. today. <laughs> Understood. <laughs> Understood. You didn't have any other interaction with Timothy Zahn, did you? I. <laughs> you know what? I was going to the bathroom yesterday, <laughs> <and> <laughs> which is a terrible way to start a sentence. You know, my, uh, I was going to the bathroom, and all of a sudden, I noticed a gentleman that was going next to me, and I didn't want to look because I didn't want to be awkward, and so instead, I waited, and I turned, and I went, and I washed my hands, and I was like, holy, that's freaking Timothy Zahn. Just <laughs> Peeing next to me over there. Cool. <laughs> I hope he can hear us from his booth out here. And he's like, never coming back in the podcast room <laughs> ever again. That's a memory that will never go away. Brent, how about you? Uh, seriously, it's just meeting the
3: different people. And uh, I also love seeing the cosplayers, the uh, the attention to detail that the people put in and how they get their getups. Uh, there's an Ahsoka Tano that she'd put a year's worth of work into the outfit, but then it takes her about four hours to get dressed. Yeah, uh, She told us yesterday. So just the, the love to be able to do that, the love of the character, as well as the recognition that they get from the people when they walk around. Uh, another one that floored me today, I didn't see him yesterday, but there are Jawas that are walking around. Oh, yeah, they're great. And they have a voice box or they have a music box. So I walked past one that looked like an adult. like So it's like a guy my size. I was like, oh, you're a little big for a Jawa. <laughs> and then out of the Jawa was the... <laughs> I was like, that's awesome! <laughs> yeah, so okay. it was cool. And then the Utini at the end, and you got to do the Utini.
0: So basically, we're all enjoying being 12-year-olds together. Just out and
3: about in Star Wars, right? I, I mean, I oh, think, yeah. isn't that what this whole thing is about? Like, Star it Wars is. and a toy collecting convention? It is. Okay. It is.
0: And I haven't spent that much. I don't know if you guys have spent a lot of money. I know you probably have spent more than the rest of us. Just a little bit and maybe some more today. Yeah, you <laughs> maybe a lot today. Okay. So, we had a couple topics we're going to try to squeeze in during our time frame. The first one, and, and this is near and dear to Nick Chesky's heart, mm-hmm. The love story and the total just dumping on Attack of the Clones that people do.
2: Because Attack of the Clones, I mean, that's what true love is, Nick, right? I, I mean, I've been quoted on here many a time saying that. You know, you talked about being a 12 year old and running around here. Mm-hmm. 12 year old Nick defined love around Anakin and Padme's relationship. <laughs> you can call it wooden dialogue, but I was sitting there just going like, from the moment I met you all those years ago. Like I hung on that I think it's awesome. And to this day, I'll go toe to toe with anybody that wants to say, well that's a bad movie or so, or wooden dialogue, whatever. I, I see your hand and I knew it and I'm ready for you. Uh. <laughs> so so
3: w- if that is what true love is, what did you do as you – because you're married when you got two kids. What did you do to emulate or to try to recreate that within your courtship of your wife? Did he you do anything sand. like that?
2: <laughs> Stayed away from sand because it gets Stayed everywhere. Away Stayed away from sand. You mean aside from like gazing longingly and just like weirdly touching <laughs> arms like – like that. I'm kind of like here, the, right? yeah. well, okay. That was the first date, right? <laughs> just. You mean aside from that? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm just curious since that's what love is. No, it's did you pick up was. a pair? Oh, that's it's what love It's what love was, love. Brent, okay. and then I okay. found out I'm not Hayden Christensen. Oh, okay. yeah. The person I'm pursuing isn't Natalie Portman okay. and doesn't understand that this is how we do it in the Star <laughs> Wars universe. So when I say, you know, it's tormenting what's happening inside, they go Swipe like I d- okay, <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna find somebody else.
0: That's, that's I, I, think, I, I think I've got a new thing in my head that Star Wars light petting that's what we're gonna
2: go with Why right now. <laughs> <of> <laughs> you wore <laughs> the yellow shirt, shirt. Hey, the yellow I'm shirt. on the, other the side yellow side shirt. It's here, but but he's too far of a good. reach.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so we we know that Attack of the Clones gets beat up, but yeah. let's face it, you, you get Django Fett, you get Boba Fett, you get Obi Wan being basically a detective during the movie, you get to see the clones. Th- this movie,
2: while getting crapped on a lot. Got so many really good things in it, right? This moves the story ahead so much in the sense that, think about this, Supreme Chancellor Palpatine, what does he get? He gets emergency powers? People argue that, well, it's dumb how it did it because he manipulated Jar Jar, and Jar Jar's easy to manipulate. Who cares? Move the story forward and set up everything that's going to happen. Like, this is like the inception point for everything that's going to happen from here on out. So, like, But did did you need the love story? Where do Luke and Leia come from if you don't have the love story? Right? It. They didn't adopt him. The love story is what
1: destroys the galaxy. That's it. There we Without go. Without the love story, Anakin does not turn into Darth
3: Vader. Could you have done it differently? Because it seems forced.
1: He, he belongs to an order of monks that believe in no attachments <laughs> and has no love for anything. He has nothing. She is a senator who has devoted her entire life to helping other people other than herself.
0: He's going verbatim right so here.
1: Yes, it's terrible dialogue because they are terrible people
3: with dealing with <laughs> Okay. They, so they're, the terrible, with dealing, they're te- terrible with dealing, they're terrible with the emotional aspect of their life.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. So so we beat up, we've gone over Attack of the Clones. I know we don't have a lot of time. Go before ahead. Before we move
2: all the way on, I did see a hand raised up here in the front about Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Would you like to elaborate on the hand raising okay. or do you want to just move yeah, on? It's the whole uh, Anakin Skywalker being a complete baby just ruins that movie. Oh, hmm. You know what? Like, you're, you're right on that. And you know what? Ben Solo doesn't act that way at all in the prequels. <laughs> uh, He's sequels. a totally secure... Or in the prequels, excuse me. Sequel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right. No, no, no. So. like I like so, I We only have 15 <laughs> minutes. So three
0: of us up here grew up in the original trilogy, and here we are talking about the prequels. We're going to go a little post-original trilogy here and, and leading into the sequels. Is there any way, guys, any way that seeing that crushed luke in the last jedi that we're going to see a reemergence anytime in that 30 year time frame of miss mara jade and having his heart broken that makes him that that
1: crumpled up old man i will die on the hill that originally he was standing next tr- to her grave that stone is going to at some point become her gravestone that he's standing to at the end of the force awakens okay you have 20 years and unlimited resources you're already going that route with the Mandalorian to bring in some storylines from *Heir to the Empire*. I think she shows up sooner than later.
0: Okay, Brent, Nick, who is she killed by, Alfie? She was killed by um, Jason Solo in in the yes. books.
1: In my head canon, it's either Kylo Ren or the Knights
3: of Ren. Hmm. I like it. You're talking about bringing her in and the bringing her the in. way that they would adapt her into yes. the new the new timeline. Okay.
0: Okay. I don't know how much time we have left, but I I do feel like Mara Jade is a fan favorite. And bringing her back would bring a whole part of the fandom back in that would wrap things in and make it a nice, neat, neat fit into the sequel trilogy. Uh, let's face it, when you mix the Clone Wars into the prequels, it upgrades that entire session. If you build something like that leading into the sequels, you're going to bring the fans back together With flaws, but still back together. So I'm all for that. And I will say I didn't mention my favorite thing so far. I also met Timothy Zahn, got a book signed by him, and it was a great thing because years ago he had written me a letter after I wrote him a letter, and my dad threw the letter away. Still heartbroken about it today, but I feel a little bit better that I've got a book signed by Timothy Zahn. Any last comments or thoughts you guys want to hit on while we're up here and we've got time before they cut us off?
3: Hmm. We got...
0: We got six. We minutes? got six minutes left, we Joe. Buzz through this. Like so, we, we were trying to buzz through this because usually just our introductions are fifteen minutes. Right. Go. Give me something you want to talk about. Fuel. Oh. <laughs> he's bringing so it if you back the galaxy. No, we circle. had we had one of the uh,
3: <laughs> EP- ECPC guys call on and they talked about forty-five minutes of uh, fuel usage in Star Wars. Uh, <laughs> yesterday to try to, <laughs> to try to kill some time. <laughs> Oh. Uh, here in the podcast room at the ICC. Con. And here's Captain Rex. We no, had somebody no. come in and talk about fuel usage. So we did about another 30 minutes of fuel usage. Uh, the Rex that you just saw come up on stage is very passionate about that topic. Um, I would prefer to find another topic.
0: Yes, you did okay. hit on that quite a bit yesterday. <laughs> you, you were on that. Alfie, how about you? Nick, any more topics that you'd like to hit on outside of the ones we okay, were prepared Okay, if we're not going to
1: talk about fuel usage... Why did the First Order blow up the empty base rather than the fleet that was being loaded right in front of them?
3: It's a good question. That's my problem with the movie. So, so we established yesterday that the fleet of the Resistance was a total of five ships. Is that be, isn't that because Dakar got blown up and everything that was still on the planet was destroyed before they were able to get off? Well, what's it matter if... So they would have had a large a much larger fleet if they if would have been able you blow to blow
1: up the five ships that's sitting there what's it matter if they're still at the base you can sit there and recharge your cannon no problem
2: Sounds like a plot device to move the forward or to move the movie forward and Sounds create like, some
1: close calls Yeah really bad military strategy
3: Never said that it wasn't great I mean it's General Hux's call right Why don't they charge the
1: cannon before they get there
3: the military. Is, this is a military. It's never been really good at planning.
1: It, see, this is leading into my whole problem with the sequels. Was what was the first
3: order, and what were they trying to do? They were the embodiment of the empire. Yeah, they, they were. were the, they were the second coming of the, the empire. empire, empire and they. I get that. Whoever <laughs> created this wanted you to realize that this was the empire number two, and that we would just go along with where it was at. That's no. Did they take a time to set it up in a? address it, no. Okay, but.
0: okay. We, we're going down these rabbit holes, but let's face it, two of the best parts of the entire movie were <clears throat> when we had a, a dry cleaning press come down and intimidate everyone in the theater, and then also that we had BB-8 in a trash can. Um, those, I mean, come on, those are standout parts of the movie, right? Wouldn't you agree that those stand out yeah, there with anything stellar. else? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so that's my favorite parts anyway.
2: Yeah. Can I ask a question about that since we were talking about uh, Mara Jade, Mara Jade, however you say yeah. it, earlier. I'm curious to you, like, with the time frame that we have and looking at, you know, we talked about Jason Solo, you know, who kills her. We talked about all these different things that happen in Legends. You think we ever see a reoccurrence of the Yuzong Vong, or do you think that's, like, thrown away forever? Let's not talk about that ever again.
3: So you're going to have to help me out here. I, I've heard you, like, I'm going to speak up for anybody who's in the audience and or in our listening audience. You're bringing up something that comes from the books, and as people that listen Multiple. to our podcast yeah. know I, I'm not a member of the dark side. Um, I call the people that are really into the books the darksiders. Um, and I'm slowly getting converted to be a dark sider, right? You're, you guys have slowly pulled me like, and stretched me to the dark side. But who is this Yu Song Vong that you are speaking of? Uh, from the New
0: Jedi Order books. It was 25-book series. It was really, I enjoyed it quite a bit. It might have had some bad books in the middle, but it was a good series. And I would say the best way to use them, if you're going to, is the post-sequel era with Finn and Rey, going up against them instead of another re-embodiment of the Empire. Let's c- bring in another enemy that's just not Empire Part 3 and, and make the Zhong Vong that character.
3: I mean, when Timothy, Timothy Zahn was on the podcast, one of the things that he said when he created Thrawn is he wanted to find something that was different from the world. He So you have your powerful Vader that empires by fear. You have the manipulator in Palpatine. So I don't want to do anything like that. I needed to create a different... Right. a different villain, and let's come up with the, the rules by loyalty. So with that in mind, I think taking that avenue, I think the Yuzon Vong would be another different type of... And Go ahead, Alfie. I think their best bet for being introduced
1: into canon would be with this continuing story of Thrawn and Ezra when they mm-hmm. finally come back from the unknown regions. So You know, it's so easy to assume that this 7th fleet is around Mandalore or whatever and Thrawn's leading it. But why bring Thrawn back to be the same exact character? I think it'd be more interesting. Ezra and Thrawn have been often owned known regions on a Star Destroyer by themselves. With the space whales. And the yeah. space whales. Right.
3: Uh, the space <laughs> whales took them. So when
1: they finally do get found, I think the twist will be that they're actually allies back to mm. try I to 100% bring agree. this Mandalorian you know, Avenger super team together to Combat the threat that's uh, coming, and, and it makes it it a great,
0: it makes it a great thing to where people Thrawn comes back with Ezra, and people are like, whoa, whoa, whoa—he's the bad guy, and yeah, he's Ezra's the bad like, guy. no, we're working together right? right? So, wow. Um, so real quick, we, we've got a few minutes left. Does anybody subscribe to the Rule of the Galaxy podcast? Look at this! Look wow. at this! All right, uh, Brent, you get to pick one of those lucky people. We'll throw him a hat and a shirt with the Rule of the Galaxy logo on it. So raise your hands again. Who subscribed? Okay. get have got subscribers
3: here. Um I'm gonna go with the the lightsaber, the one holding the lightsaber. I okay. feel like that's gonna be the best the best uh, right on. the best patron
0: of the rule the rule. will meet up with you and get you a hat and a shirt after we're done up here. Is that cool? Yeah. Okay, good, good. Um so again, it's been our, our great honor and pleasure to be down here. We we drove down from Indy, road tripping it, just a bunch of guys talking Star Wars. Um we should have filmed in the van of all the topics we were talking about.
1: We um, should have filmed last night around sitting around outside, you, still talking about Star Wars. <laughs> that's at like right. Ten o'clock last night.
0: Um, it's been a great honor. It's been a great pleasure to be a part of this. Uh, Jim, Michael, they, they've been such you know great ambassadors to so let us be a part of it. Uh, so it's been it's been great to be here. We we if if you're listening, if you're watching, you want to be a part of what we're doing, follow us at Rule the Galaxy SW on Twitter. Pretty much Rule the Galaxy everywhere else. Uh, we, we do a weekly show on Star Wars. These guys are the co-hosts. We might be making some changes and adding some more hosts into us here very soon. And uh, so we, we just love being a part of this community. Thanks for being here and watching the show. And just let's just keep enjoying the con while we're here. Thanks.
4: ICC Con here with ECP. I'm Matt.
3: I'm Micah and i'm brent i'm Wait. from rule the galaxy we're a podcast that was started by a father and son duo so yeah they wanted oh, to nice. rule the galaxy but father and son
4: heck yeah and we're going to talk about something that's really going to make micah mad no we're not so that's why we just popped on here and it's going to be fuel oh my god usage <laughs> in star wars you think something so simple as fuel in Star Wars, wouldn't piss a Star Wars fan off, but since it does, and he's pulling on his shirt, he's already starting to, you know, dribble sweat down the neck. <laughs> so we're gonna no jump one. into this, Micah,
5: Micah, <laughs> sweetheart, honey, baby, honey, sugar.
4: What, what is your take on fuel usage in Star Wars? I, I yeah,
5: Julian. I'm sorry. Don't get distracted. No. I, do, do we have to talk about this? Yes, we do. Oh they want it. <laughs> we need it. Okay. No, you don't. You don't need fuel in Star Wars. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm trying to keep it PG.
3: How else are you going to have the repulsor of this work? Like, where does that where yeah. does the I don't power know. come from for the repulsors?
5: Pa- power. That's a good idea. Pa- power.
3: But the power comes from an engine and fuel power. Couplings. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> power <laughs> couplings. Okay. Power couplings.
5: Okay, look, 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 look. <laughs> I'm not saying that fuel in Star Wars is not necessary. <laughs> what I'm saying is, is you've got five ships, okay? you got five ships. Just, the entire just, fleet. The entire fleet's five ships. And they can only track one of them. Why don't y'all just go in five separate directions it, it, and say it, let's meet somewhere else?
4: If you don't know what he's talking about, we're talking about the chase scene it, in Last Jedi. Jedi. The
5: most worthless scene in Star Wars history.
4: It's the most... Yeah, no, that, I, I think it's one of the greatest scenes oh in God, Star I'm Wars history, oh. along with it's Last Jedi being one of the. The Court case.
3: <laughs> I would like, I would like to have some justification for. It being the greatest, <laughs> oh my God. Only because it gets no, this. I oh, know he's doing it because the, he's like, because. because button, all right, Micah
5: Button, Micah Button, Micah Button. Mike, a button.
4: Let, let, let's let's get into let's let's talk about why it's the greatest scene in all of Star Wars. No, it's not the greatest scene, but it's an amazing. Oh, okay, we're, we're gonna cut. Have a good we'll day. Be right back.
3: What's
5: Okay. Oh, no, sorry. No, it's all good. Okay. All good.
4: Okay. Are we cut though? No, are we still not. going? Oh, sorry. Okay. No, we're still live. Okay. So we're still live. Well, we hey, Bryce, just had a little hiccup.
5: Here. Hi guys. I got anger. I need to take it out I on someone.
4: disappeared for a second. It's all right. No. All right, but see, okay, in that scene, if if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't see uh, characters step up into who they need to be. Kind of like Poe Dameron. Like Poe Dameron had to get past his little uh what I like to call Anakin phase. Eh, 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 I'm Poe Dameron, I'm the leader, I should do this and that, and you know, Princess Leia is out and we're not gonna listen to anybody else. There is a leadership there is that oh, is oh, okay. because Princess Leia okay. is not you know, so in there.
3: It also allowed the Haldo maneuver to take place.
5: Oh my god, don't <laughs> <laughs> Don't even get me started on it. <laughs> well, on or whole, somebody else to take that maneuver. void, right? Yeah. So you you uh, allowed. Why don't we just general. do a couple holdo maneuvers? <laughs> <laughs> that worked last time, eh? Oh, did you guys know it was in Lord of the Rings too?
4: He, he just was, drifted he slowly, slowly to the left. Yeah, well. he was. Also, he's a
3: Charlie. G, he's a J.J. Abrams guy.
4: Charlie. All right, but think of it from a movie perspective. I'm, I'm, if yeah. they didn't, if they didn't run out of fuel, it wouldn't I be know, a dramatic. But it's
5: just a cop out, it's, man. You could have done device. a whole better. You could have done something else.
3: Give me something else. Uh,
5: I'm not a writer. Thank God they don't pay me to do that. So
3: here, here's where I'm going to go with it, and I'm going to take it and hopefully change it in a different direction. It's a plot device to get the story to go through and go. Yeah, to and get give us it to, can, to, to To build some drama, to build something. Yeah, we get to another, go to Canto
5: by... Yay!
3: Another plot device that is in the Star Wars world that I am not a fan of, is the mm-hmm. world between worlds. And I feel like that is an overused, just, so the world between worlds and your love of the fuel in Star Wars are yeah. basically one and the same for me. I, like, I feel like they're just empty devices to try to build drama. Not device,
5: Mr. Frodo. Yeah, I... I don't, like I s- <laughs> I don't say fuel in Star Wars is bad. I say the way they used fuel in Star Wars was wish i had one of those buttons that went beep 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 it's just it's it's useless and it's bad writing
4: i don't i don't think it's useless or bad writing i think they could have done it a little di- a little differently but okay
5: i'll give you another i'll give you another one you ready and yeah. i'm just this is off the top of my head right here so they all go five directions five we say hey we're gonna meet on crate Say they already knew about Crate that it wasn't this mystery rebel planet that just came out of nowhere. Thank God that we're heading that way with the only gas station not there. <clears throat> that they're like, we're going to go in separate directions and then we're all going to meet on Crate. That still could happen and the, the, the miraculous first order that just got HODO maneuvered and their stuff is all out of whack can suddenly drop a bunch of AT-AT and guerrilla AT-ATs on the ground with no problems. This That's is, all can still happen, though. But this is assuming
4: that they know that their ship is being tracked. They didn't know until halfway through their trip. Oh, things have to change now. Yeah,
5: but they knew that before one of the ships ran out of fuel.
4: Okay, but they were already in space. Like you said, there's no gas station that they could pull yeah, to. Yeah, they could just go five separate ways. And risk their... Risk what?
5: They can only track one ship. That is your
4: rebellion right there. That is all that's left, right there.
5: Rebellions are built on hope.
4: Yes. It, after that, it started to rebuild. But, and, but in that moment, that is all. Just that ask Lando
5: Calrissian in in Rise of Skywalker, when he brought you know, fifty billion spaceships to a planet that, no one could get to until you know. <laughs> I'm just saying Because they
3: had the Wayfinder Yeah they had the Thank Wayfinder. God for that Ray showed one, them the once, way Once
5: one person gets it It's like Google Maps You just send it out As text well, message.
3: She, she put out Luke's beacon Red 5 uh, was sending out his yeah. beacon And showed them the
5: way showed through Showed them the way This is the way
4: I think this is just bitterness Coming out I, right now Because I of Fuel up. You know Fuel is uh, well established In the original trilogy When all the X-Wings Are gearing up on Hoff and, Or not X-Wings Again Again I have nothing against The Fuel
5: of Star Wars the way that they tried to use the fuel in Last Jedi. Let's get back on the point here. <laughs> I don't hate fuel. I need gas in my car, too. yeah uh-huh. Okay. So starships don't run out of fuel? No, but they all have one, one jump to hyperspace. They made that perfectly clear. We only have one jump, so we don't jump. We just keep running out of fuel. So you just say, hey, everyone pick a planet that we know is, to us, okay, that we know... I mean, come on, you're the rebellion. You have at least one planet that is okay or at least five and you say everyone jump to that each to each planet and then we'll meet at the rendezvous point like we did in Empire Strikes Back, Mm -hmm. we'll meet at the rendezvous point. Jump, get some gas and we'll meet at the rendezvous point and then you could, then then it's all moot and you can do another plot line that, oh hey little bug, that makes sense. That's what I'm saying is I don't need 45 minutes of we're running out of gas, what do we do next? Please tell me,
4: Leia's, her, that's, Leia's that's, that's dead. Leia's like dead. What an do we do?
5: Oversimplification.
4: Of I know, the but moment. Star
5: Wars is simple. Star Wars isn't complicated.
4: All right, if we didn't have that, then we wouldn't have never, we wouldn't have gotten our first scene of Leia's true powers that we've always wanted.
5: Are you talking about
3: Mary Poppins, Leia?
4: Mary Poppins, Leia. Oh, okay. Oh come on! I hear. Uh oh. Let's bring it. <laughs> this isn't a. a I, I'm actually okay out. with
5: that because Ryan took that from a book. That is in a book. Luke does that himself. He puts him in a—it's—it's a force bubble, force trance, kind of. The force keeps you alive. That's actually in a book. You might not have. Yes.
4: People might not have liked it. They could have done a better uh, way of presenting her powers. But in that moment, you drop—you dropped your jaw. Okay,
5: but I'm gonna—I'm gonna. Okay. When it comes to this, the hold on, I have one thing. When it comes to this. No, no, no. Seriously, though. This is, this is a serious thing. Would you have felt that way if you didn't know she died in real life?
3: I was going to my thing was, in that moment, I thought, this, this is, how is we, the greatest way to send her out. Yeah. Like, I thought this... And, then and all a of lot sudden, of fans and did. And all of a sudden, she starts floating back to the... Right. She, and, a lot of,
5: and a lot of fans did. She died, like, three months before the movie was to be released. Mm-hmm. You cannot rewrite an entire film... In three months. I'm sorry. So uh, I or think a Star Wars. Right. And, or a Star Wars film. So I think they just kind of had to go with it. And fans were like, she's dead. Right. This was a good way to kill her. Yes, This is a good way to get, you know, that her son didn't want to do it and that some random TIE fighter pilot. Yeah, it sounds kind of dumb. You're like, oh, some random TIE fighter pilot kills Leia. No, the regret of her son kills Leia. In that scene, if you would have played it out that way, him, I'm gonna, I know she's there, I'm not, I can't kill my mom, and then some random dude does it, and he shoots the dude who kills her. I don't know if you see that in the movie. He shoots down the tie fighter that kills her. That's regret. That would have been a way better scene than she comes back, but she died, and so everyone was like, she's dead. What are you gonna do? Like, like, mm-hmm. like this was a good way to to kill off Leia, and you kind of ruined it. It's it's.
4: See, and I I agree and disagree See, in that moment because I thought that's where it was going because they just killed Leia. But then you see her use the force. And then she goes into that that coma or whatever. I was like, that's where they're going to kill her. All right, we finally got a movie where we see her powers and now they're going to let her go off like a Jedi. I was like, that's how it should have been done. Not just shoot her. I'm like, that would have pissed me off more is... If they just like the son, yeah, there—that's character development for Kylo Ren. Yeah, that's, reg- but, that's regret. Yeah, but if they had just shot her part of the ship and they just left it at that because, you know, she's she passed away in real life, then that would have pissed me off more because she's Princess Leia, and she's our princess. And I just feel like the way they did it in Rise of Skywalker letting her go out like on her own terms and she disappeared like a Jedi they kind of gave her the Jedi treatment even though they had to squeeze it in to Rise of Skywalker because they even put in uh, Jedi training Mm -hmm. with Luke and she won they gave her the princess treatment that she deserved
5: I yeah and I think JJ was able to take a tragedy and turn it into something the best he could yeah, he went. I have footage that, thank God, I didn't use that. I didn't release on a Blu-ray and that he's like, I can make this happen and we should thank him for that. Yeah. But I'm to- when when I when when I'm saying there is watching that part in the movie, if she would have not died. Everyone would have been like, oh, my God what are you mm-hmm. doing for Leia mm-hmm. what 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 what, what? Yeah. and the force thing would have been more accepted than she's dead oh, you, this was this is this is how you're gonna kill her mm-hmm. you know I'm just I, I, feel, that, I feel that I feel that way do. with the scene is that sense. yeah that we as fans it's like when Chadwick died when Chadwick mm-hmm. Boseman died you're like wait what yeah I mean Black Panther was just getting started he was just getting his his story was just mm-hmm. becoming amazing and then an amazing actor dies and you're just like marvel's literally like okay well, well what, what, what what yeah we're, go. we're gonna go powwow for a year and then we'll come back to the, so they had three months yeah and i just feel like if she didn't die that scene would have meant more to fans than it does now then uh you should have just killed her there now I love with her character in Rise of Skywalker that she gives the medal to Maz Kanata to give to Chewie mm-hmm. was one of the greatest moments she did in yeah. giving Han's medal to to Ma. Yeah. I would have loved <laughs> to have seen a body double do that and some kind of Han wanted have her do it before she dies, but I understand Chewie. You know all, Chewie's gone and all that. And
4: you know, they definitely but. he he definitely got to tie some loose He did. He got some had. good stuff. And
5: I got to give him props for what he had. What he had to, to deal with and what he had. Excuse me. What he had to work with. He did the best he could and I think he did what he could. But, but like I say. With that lot. Yeah.
3: There's a lot. There's in, a lot. There's a lot in the Rise of Skywalker. Yeah. A lot of those but loose with, ends. But and stuff. with that
5: scene in Last Jedi I think as fans we would have felt different yep. if Carrie was not dead.
3: I think that's, I mean, I agree with, like, I never thought of it that way. That's why I thought, like, instantly right. I was like, this is a great way for her to, to go out right. like this.
5: And then when and she didn't die, you're like, what, uh, right. what are you doing?
3: If she was still alive, I would yeah. have a, comp- probably a completely different reaction to that, you're right. <laughs> oh,
5: I mean, because the story of Rise of Skywalker was 100% different. I don't know if any of y'all have read the leak stuff from Colin. The Trevorrow script. Yeah, the Trevorrow script that was going to be, all that stuff that happens with Rey at the end of the movie was Leia. They wanted to give Leia her huge Jedi moment. And when she died, they, they, like, her family even came out and said she was to be a big part of Rise of Skywalker. Like, you were gonna see the Jedi Leia. Like, it's like when you saw Rogue One and you heard the breathing of Darth Vader and you watched that one scene, you went, oh, that's Darth Vader. Yeah. And that's the moment you would have got. Same thing in Mandalorian. When you saw Luke, spoilers, mm-hmm. if you haven't seen Mandalorian, you, you are way behind. If you haven't seen it yet, I'm, yet. You're, I'm <laughs> saying it, yeah, I'm then, then you need to get out of this place because. There's going to be a lot of that. Um, it's like when you saw that moment with Luke, when he's fighting all the dark troopers, you're like, mm, Luke. Mm-hmm. You never got that with Leia. You never got that moment with Leia. And they were going to give you that moment with Leia. But again, she died, so they had to pivot very hard. So
3: what was the Han, right? So you're talking about that that moment with Han, like with the other legacy characters. <clears throat> so what do you see? see? And I think in they in the trilogy, where do you think that that, because... I think was it on Han? the bridge with Kylo? Han
4: going to Kylo, knowing he was going to die, was completely out of character for Han because Han is a selfish person, loving, but very selfish. He did everything for himself, and in that moment, I think he knew when he was going to go to him, he was oh, going yeah. to die. Mm-hmm. But he had to embrace his son because his son, Princess Leia, and everything else was stuff he was running away from, so he could be Han Solo. Correct. And that was like his character, and moment. I think it like so had was to go. right? And I think, moment, right. Right. And I think at that
5: last moment, he knew what he was doing was for his, for Leia. Mm-hmm. He, I think
3: yeah, that it I just, agree. I think that's why he went to go because obviously they had that that face to face interaction before they took off, right? Where she said, "Go, but bring our son back, bring our son back."
5: And here. one of the mo- one of the best moments I think JJ did with Rise of Skywalker talking about ha- was bringing Harrison Ford back to do that moment. When he says, you know, Hmm. your son is dead. No, no, Kylo Ren's dead. My son's right here. Mm -hmm. That moment was perfect. A perfect writing for Ben, his redemption, for his redemption, but one, to show the love of Han Solo that we have really won. Yeah. That I actually love my son. It's not about me. It's about my son. Yeah. That same moment that he sacrificed. His sacrifice was full circle, Mm -hmm. essentially.
4: I got to be honest, though, just... I I was thrown off that, you know, Rise of Skywalker didn't end with Kylo, you know, or, you know, Ben, Mm -hmm. Ben Skywalker. Like it didn't end with him being the Rise of Skywalker. I'm not going to get into the Mm -hmm. whole I am a Mm -hmm. Skywalker (laughs) thing because that's a whole other show. But God, uh, (laughs) but like that kind of threw me off at the end because I kind of thought that was what it was geared towards.
3: So I'm going to throw another question out there that could be controversial. Would you have preferred her to be Obi-Wan? Uh, uh, the lineage of obi-wan ray to be the lineage of luke ray to be nobody or ray to be the palpatine which like what angle or where do you guys okay fall now that? that
4: i've seen uh mandalorian like i would have liked it to have been like something with because she was so powerful right away without any training like it didn't have it was just so also natural like She had, like, mixed DNA of, like, the best Jedi. I don't know. Like, maybe a little Obi-Wan, maybe a little Yoda, maybe a little Palpatine because Palpatine was always trying to figure out how to stay alive, and I think we're going to get to a point where Grogu has...
5: Has anyone read the Rise of Skywalker book? Read the book. I'm telling you right now, if there's any book you want to read, read Rise of Skywalker book because, one, Leia does way more in the book than you could ever believe. Like, oh, my God. They give stuff you're like, I wish this could be on screen. It's so different. And two, they explain that Palpatine's son is uh, a clone that Mm -hmm. didn't work. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So he has all the force energy of the clone. And that's why she's essentially they.
3: It skipped a generation. Yeah, basically,
5: basically that she is. Well, and they also go in more into the diet into the force. I don't know if you know this and they've been doing it since the first one, that Ray's theme and Kylo Ren's theme are the exact same theme. They're just played backwards. Mm-hmm. If you play Kylo Ren's scene, it's... Dun, 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 and then Rey's is... Dun, 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 they're the exact... So I think that they've had the diet into the forest thing kind of from the beginning and that J.J. took that. I'm sure John Williams told him and J.J. like, I'm going to use that. Mm-hmm. In the first film, and then you know, I don't know. The the second film is.
4: What did you think about them like kissing, and I guess falling in love at the last moment? I will I
3: will say my initial reaction is like I spent 43 years, 42 years for Romeo and Juliet. Mm-hmm. That was my initial reaction. Like this essentially is the the Montagues and the Capulets, and this yeah. is this is. This is a Yeah. This a is a Romeo and Juliet story. Like this that's what it is. So Oh man. That, that that's where I was at with it. I was not a big shipper. And I would go back my answer was uh, for that as I actually thought she would be better off being nobody because I like the idea yeah. of I like the idea of everybody and I think they started that with the Force Awakens with Finn kind of showing some force sensitivity. I like the idea of people having force sensitivity and just some people have a lot more of it than mm-hmm. others, but we all have that in us. To try to bring that out of us. If
5: I, w- if I wanted her to be anything else, I would have wanted her to be the the daughter of Kenobi mm-hmm. and um, chick from Mandalore. Okay, <laughs> it's a teen. Thank you.
4: All right. Well, there you go. It started off a fuel controversy and it ended up being like a, a really a really good ending <laughs> to an understanding of Rise of Skywalker. <laughs> Uh, we, w- we want to thank you yeah, no uh, for thank joining you very much. us uh, we're going to wrap it up here uh, we want to thank y'all for joining us on this random podcast to kind of fill in time uh, anything else you want to talk to us uh, us to talk about put it in the social media we'll probably have some time to get to it at some point uh, rule the galaxy they got a show coming up that they, they, they can be able to talk about some stuff uh, be sure to uh, tune in for that uh, they're very knowledgeable uh, obviously so yeah, um great weekend here at uh, ICC Con. Come to the podcast room, go to the main stage, come meet some amazing uh characters from Star Wars, some people who have changed the nature of Star Wars writers, uh artists, actors, everything. This is the place to be. And not just for Star Wars, but for sci-fi as well. Anything you're wanting, it's here. Family oriented Please join us all weekend long, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, and we'll see you this weekend. Stay collected. Back at the ICCC 2022, this is an impromptu uh, show. Uh, We got a special guest. I'm going to let you go ahead and introduce yourself, brother.
2: Yeah, for sure. My name is Nick Szczeski. I'm a part of the Rule the Galaxy podcast out of the Indianapolis area. Glad to be with you guys. Yeah, thanks for joining us. Okay, so there's a reason he's here.
4: So, we were having a. They, on their show earlier, they were talking about Attack of the Clones and how it was a very vital piece to the uh, prequel trilogy. Am I right? Don't let me say anything wrong. It's correct. And uh, the love story played an important part uh, to this movie. And I was cringing (laughs) and sitting back because Attack of the Clones was my least favorite. I'm not going to say I didn't like it because. I love Star Wars. I love all Star Wars. You either take it or you don't. Mm-hmm. And that that goes for any Star Wars anything out there. If you hate it, I mean, that's really against what Star Wars is. Would you agree? I completely agree. So, yes. like, you either, you either take it or you don't. Like, if you want to only watch the original trilogy, just watch the original trilogy. Don't watch them all and then go and hate everything else about yeah. Star Wars and then just love that part. Be like, you know what? I didn't like it, but I'm glad you like it, because... Yep. You know, we've had this conversation many times, many times that, you know, every generation has their Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we obviously have, you know, we're a little bit younger. So the prequel trilogy is what we grew up on. But we started out with the original trilogy. Uh, so and we got the privilege to watch the sequel trilogy. Yes. So, you know, there, we, could, we can nitpick at every little thing. But in the end, it's all Star Wars. But we're gonna
2: concentrate on Attack of the Clones. I love the but in there, like so. It's great, and we love each other, and it's awesome. But but, but. strap your seatbelts on and get but. ready for the massacre. Yeah, yes. about to cut you, bro. Tusken's being slaughtered. Massacre. Yeah, about to
5: cut you, bro.
4: It's it's all because in your heart. In, in, when when <laughs> when I'm watching Star Wars, and I, I watch Attack of the Clones, every time I push play, I do the. All right, here we go. Cause you know what? I don't skip it. I good don't for skip you. it. No, good for you. No, I, I watch it.
5: I don't skip anything no. when it comes. To, well, I might skip some of book of Boba. Fett. I was going to say you <laughs> <laughs> talked about
4: that yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> no, that was uh, Mandalor- Mandalorian season, season two point 5, five. I yeah. heard
5: that. I heard the Boba Fett cameoed in Bo- Book of Boba Fett.
4: Yeah, yeah. It, it, I mean, seriously, he did. So, uh, just to give a little bit of background for people who are just now joining us, give a little bit of background on your take on Attack of the Clones.
2: Yeah, so we talked about it earlier when we jumped on, but I was a child of the prequels. Saw Attack of the Clones actually more than any other movie in theaters. Dragged my dad back five or six times, went and saw it. Dragged my grandpa back to go see it with me. You know, Mm -hmm. my grandpa didn't know what Star Wars was or what was going on, but it was, you need to come see this with me. Saw it, and I made the point earlier that, uh, you know, we've joked about it on our podcast before. These guys were razzing on the love story, and I said, when I was, you know, nine however old I was when this was out like that's what love was like I saw that and I was like this is beautiful and this is awesome and this is exactly what it should be and I love the original trilogy Mm -hmm. and the original trilogy doesn't happen without this love story so bring that Uh on and uh overall we talked about it after the show yeah yeah there's some things you could pick and you could nitpick for but I think Attack of the Clones moves the story along it's such a Breakneck is the wrong word because it's almost a three-hour movie, right? But it mm-hmm. brings mm-hmm. the story along and sets up the events of what some would say is one of the greatest Star Wars movies, *Revenge of the Sith*, and does the work and sets it up. Wow. Now I see you seething over there. As <laughs> I say it, so I'm, I'm braced. I'm holding onto the table, but my
5: heart hurts for you right now. Bring it. <laughs> that that's, so, your, that's right, so your love story.
4: I think yeah. I think I am the neutral in this one. So Micah, let's let's hear your take. Oh, okay. Attack of the clones. You
5: have notes? No, no, no. Oh, I I'm thought you like, I'm thought just you trying to focus here to instead of Ron giving burgundy. you my evil eye. This is his Ron burgundy, so yeah. he looks I, I'm trying to uh think about how I'm going to approach this. I like this. Um Attack of the clones is a good movie the moment Mace Windu walks in and says this party is over. From that moment on, wow. Attack of the clones is a very very good movie because it gives us Three moments. One, it gives us Mace Windu bad <clears throat> version. Two, we get a brave heart moment with lightsabers mm-hmm. that nobody has ever seen before. And three, we get Yoda fighting. I don't care how it is, oh, yeah. or what it is. Yeah. But
4: I'll give you that one. Yoda fighting. Oh, I it's awesome. that now took my breath away. I'm going
5: to say this, and this is why my I have a problem with Attack of the Clones love story. I've read the book. Have you read the book? I have. Okay, yeah. so in the book, the detail that they go into the love story with Anakin and Padme is more of a. I'm trying to find the right word here. Flirtatious? Sure. They it. flirt most of the time in the movie, and you can feel the tension.
4: Yeah. Mm-hmm. There
5: is none of that in the, in no, the movie. I get more right. of a... Uh, it's more of a <laughs> I'm going to hound you until you love me in or, feeling no, in the movie. I mean... I'm, gonna, I'm yes, just saying, I've, I I've read the book, and in the book, like, when they're on the ship and they try to do the, you know, no droids, and they he, right. they, he, he tries to, it's it's like watching a bad guy try to flirt to the hottest chick in the room. I say it's, it's just right.
4: more bad. like the, what's the Lord of the, uh, Ashley, help me, what's the Lord of the Rings character? My precious.
2: Oh, Gollum. 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 Hey, hey, hey. I
4: get more of a Gollum feel, especially... When, uh, like, he's doing the whole like, we talk about the heavy petting, I won't do it, but
2: yeah, the moment it. Like, yes, <laughs> it's yes. So smooth, and it's, you're like, bro, you get canceled for that today, don't right. be yeah, don't be <laughs> it's, do
5: doing that, yeah, don't but, be doing that. But for me, in the book, that came out so much better, which yeah. is why I think in the movie, the writing is piss poor, hmm. and, and I don't honestly think it's the acting, I think that love story fail is George Lucas's fault because. During that movie, hey baby. Hey. Hi. During that movie, George would be like, "That was great, cut." And you know, they'd be sure. like, "I feel like I can do this better." I feel, and George is like, "No, we got it. Got it. Move, cut, print, check the gate, moving on." Oh,
4: hold on, A- Ashley has. She's got to say something, or she's gonna burst.
5: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Right. Interesting. Like, like I just, it. like, I, I predatory wow. thank you that's okay. what I was okay, okay. I, well, and, and I saw it more as a uh, uh, anybody watch Big Bang Theory yeah. yeah yeah okay let's all be honest Leonard wore penny down yeah he's persistent he was like you love me you love me you love me she's like damn it you're just you're just the best I'm gonna get I love you. and then it turned in
4: Thank I I you. understand that.
5: No, no, I understand. Ashley that. and
4: me are on the same. I was I I wanted to be the opposition here, but I'm like I am. He the
5: was and and, and deserved, oh, but Penny was not. Penny, Penny is the emotionally
4: a, damaged one. Right. And Leonard's emotionally damaged, but Leonard was also self-sacrificing for Penny. But we're on Star Wars oh, right. right now. Let's get I back was, to well, Star well, Wars. I told you.
5: I told everyone who comes into this podcast room, we have this thing called rabbit holes, and we liked the Alice in Wonderland. <laughs> I'm just letting you know. I'm just letting you know. But yeah. I was using that as an example. But in reading the book, I felt what I think you are talking about. Yes. Reading that book, I'm like, oh, it's it's... It's a love from both ways, and I didn't see that in the movie. Even when they're like, our love would be forbidden, <laughs> we could hide it.
2: Yeah. Okay, that's weird. I'll give you that. Like, And here's here's where I'll, I'll, I'll meet you in the middle, right? You said the part of, you know, when Mace Windu comes in, the movie gets really good.
5: This party is over.
2: Right? Um, say what you will, right? Hopeless, romantic, little kid, maybe, whatever. Watching this movie, maybe it's a stage of life thing, maybe it's something like that. The... The uh, moment where she says, no, I really do love you, and they're in the, what, whatever you call it, they're being towed out right, into right. the arena, you know, kind of thing, was a beautiful moment for me. Oh. Like, I, lo- I saw that, and I went, and even in the book, I thought it was better than right. what you're talking and, about. Well,
5: and I'm not taking away that moment Yeah, is a beautiful moment, but what leads up to that moment yeah. does not reflect on that moment. Well, and let's be clear, like, almost all of the Naboo scenes, like, did not
2: age well. You're right. I completely no. agree. I did not age well, the weird monologues, the we can't do this. And she's wearing full leather right. you know, whatever, and it's just like, no, we can't do that. And an M suit? I'm just saying, hasn't hasn't aged well. Yes. And uh, yet, you know, leading towards some of where we would go, <laughs> it I think that movie teed off the Clone Wars, which we were just over in the Clone oh, Wars. One hundred um, percent panel. And I look and I go like, all of you are up here because of this. Correct.
5: Thing. Which I agree. The end of that movie, everything that brought it into the Clone Wars, even the stupid, she falls off the ship. And, the, and as the clone trooper walks up, she's like, um, uh, no, we yes, got it. You do know, your do your job. <laughs> yeah, we got we got to get there now. Like,
4: why couldn't we have the last few seasons summed up to be Attack of the Clones or, you know, <laughs> the or the sequel? It didn't have to be Attack of the Clones because we knew there was a clone war. Right. So you know, you didn't have to really name it "Attack of the Clones" because it's established in the original trilogy that there was a cloned war. But all right, so with the love story, my take is it started off. It started off normal, mm-hmm. because like uh, it started off like uh, he was like he was in love with her. Like it was a childhood love because you know as soon as he saw her, it was like I- I'm in love with her. If I see her again, I'm going to be really nervous. Like I I know, I can relate to that. When you see someone you really like, you get really nervous, and then, and then it became a little bit more obsessive. And then, like the obsessiveness, what what was that Mark Wahlberg movie? I think it was called Obsessed. In the 90s, was it oh, not Kate called Fear. Fear, yes. Or Fear. Joy, oh, yeah. joy yeah. on point. Uh, <laughs> joy with the fear. wind. Let me see Fear. Yeah.
2: <laughs>
4: Where it, it starts off normal, and then it just becomes more and more and more until he's, like, violent. And that's exactly what Anakin mm. is. Just not towards, you know, uh, Padme in the end. But it, it started off normal, like, when they're in the field together, and it's just two friends hanging out. And then they're just joking with each other. And then it got a little bit playful. And then it came to the point where uh, they were talking about sand. And then, then the touching. And then it was like, okay. Yeah. And then it immediately went to the fireplace, which I hate that scene. That's like the most cringeworthy scene of all of Star Wars, in my opinion, is that entire scene. Because she looks uncomfortable, and he's trying to push himself on her. And then it just ends. And then what what I hate. Bring it. What I hate is when it comes down to uh, them being thrown into the arena, yeah. then she falls in love with them. Hmm. It's almost like uh, Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. It's That's almost true. like, uh, you know, I've been with them so long, but now I'm about to die. This is as good as I'm going to get. Anakin, I love you. I
2: love you so much, mm. and
4: if I'm going to die right now,
2: I don't think that's where it like. It, it's not like well, it's just like a like a switch is flipped. Like you're watching this. Like okay, so the fireplace scene that you yeah. hate, which I agree has some definitely cringy dialogue throughout. So dialogue aside, right? <laughs> some cringy cringiness in there. There are moments there, and again, careful I say this. There's moments there where it seems like she's like, yeah, but we couldn't do this. Yeah. In this yeah. like so, yeah. as opposed to, you know. Hey, stop it, get away call somebody in the room. This yeah. is weird. You know, Run. I don't know. Push on something real quick too. Since sure. we, Go ahead, we're man. not just talking a love ahead. story. We, we got Tom. You, we you got said something of, man. you know, once Mace Windu makes an entrance, then that movie gets awesome. I'm I'm curious about all the scenes we get on Coruscant leading up to that point where Anakin's hopping out of the speeder and flying uh, through. Amazing in my in my opinion. I think that was like when I was playing with action figures, I was imagining them free falling in every I, single thing. That I, that can, did. I can I could
5: see that. I could see that. Camino?
2: Where you get Jango Fett for the first time, and that fight that they get up on there—very good. I like Uh, the first appearance we ever get of the seismic charges in the asteroid field, amazing, blowing up and exploding out there. One of the greatest sounds. Oh my! In a theater history. And then, okay, so then you hit Mandalorian season two, Mm -hmm. and how many of us collectively gasped when you saw the back of the Slave One? Excuse me, uh, Boba Fett's starship. No, you call it Slave One. Fire spray. Okay. Fire spray. yeah. Yeah. Fire spray open up and the fire. seismic charge comes out and it blows up kind of thing. There are so many little pieces throughout that movie yeah. oh. that I still look and go like, man, this is... Yeah, I, I, I'm not going
4: to yeah. disagree with you. That, that movie set up so much
5: for the A, future of Star right, Wars. Right, Attack of the Clones has its moments, just like every Star Wars film does, but the Anakin-Padme portion of the film is just wrong. It is not mm-hmm. how it should have played out
4: like for me when I watch it it's like every every point you point out is 100 percent on point like right. I love the chase scene I love I even love how Anakin is trying to make himself be better than Obi-Wan and Obi-Wan is just sitting back like
2: you're not there yet kid yeah right like he's just like that whole encounter at the beginning when they first yeah. come back to me Padme is like epitome of cringe yeah uh Pat, or he's like, Where's your Jedi? We can't do much. And he's like, We will find exactly who's trying to kill right. you and we'll do it tonight. Like, you know, like that. Yeah. It's cringy. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean.
4: but it, it's just the love part is just so uncomfortable for me hmm. that I almost, almost can't enjoy the entire film. That's why I like when I push it, I'm like, Because I don't like fast forwarding it. I like because it's made, it's there. George Lucas did it. I'm trying to appreciate <coughs> it and I will but i do i get a little like especially when it comes to the fire the
5: yeah fire scene. for me the best scene between anakin and padme is after he comes back and his mom dies and he says i killed them yeah, yeah. killed them all not just the women but the children and that right,
4: did you not like that
2: part what do you mean? No, I love that part. Oh, no, oh I, I think that part is it. dope. Oh, yeah, no, 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 no. no, no. I was like, I that love part it, that's when I forgot about. Like the yeah. Tuscan, you talk about the development of Anakin Skywalker's character.
5: Yeah. You see
2: he kills well, all these Tuskens and Qui-Gon's talking over the top and
5: <clears throat> Well, I don't know if you know this. That part when she like comes and she lays down, that part was shot by the eighty director. So really? he shot it with that. a different tone. Oh. So that part, you know, I, I can believe that they're in lo- That there's something there in that part. And again, reading the books, even that part in the books, I think he knew that this needed some form of tone. That it's not just, you know, it's not just.
4: I I need a female pers- perspective. We on do need a scene. female perspective on this. Ashley, story. come can, up here. <laughs> I
5: mean, <laughs> Ashley, come up here. Do you, do no. you know what scene we're talking about?
4: There, uh, I'll when remove they my no, 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 sit
5: down. We'll grab another chair. No, we're, yeah, hand me up a chair. We can split I'm this right. mic. Hi. Yeah, I'm so fine. yeah, I don't on, on that, that scene with right. the uh, oh my god, please <laughs> please don't <laughs> die. Into <laughs> the mics, Tuscan
2: Raiders. raiders. Yeah. Um,
4: uh, oh, when god. he came
2: back
5: and
4: had me, being the female on the female perspective. How would you have taken that if, you know, the person that could potentially be the love of your life just told you that he just tuck.
5: murdered an entire tribe? Talk in the mic.
4: Well go ahead. No, go ahead.
6: Well, um she's known Annie since he was Annie.
5: Ooh, Annie. This is Annie. Little boy little orphan Annie.
6: I mean, his mom served her dinner and protected her and gave her house hospitality.
5: Mm-hmm.
6: So I mean I think I think that broke Padme a lot. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean, and I said so I I do, but I, that's just you know one thing. But that that trauma, that's probably also like a trauma bond moment for them. Oh, mm. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So like I think probably you're right. you know trauma bonded them, and, and oh you're broken, let me let me fix you. Right. Uh, type right. Situation. I didn't think
2: because yeah. she's been protective of him yeah, since they left Tatooine, right? Yeah, like she promised on to to the Star you. Cruiser when you're I cold, we'll come protect on here. You, Annie. That's it. Yeah. Space so there's cold. some I mean, there's really some like dynamics in this that are not.
6: Took him on his first trip out into the, into space. She's yeah. like, space is cool. Yeah. There's some. And that's why you were like, it started off normal. Did
2: it? Did
4: it? Um,
6: I begged um, her. Right. She could see his uh, not abs- infatuation with her. And she, like, leaned into it. That's not normal.
4: Okay. <laughs> that's not
6: healthy. Um,
2: are there relationships in Star Wars, though, that are healthy?
6: Uh, no, well, I mean, no. And, for the and most I, part? I understand that um, they have to... Owen and really Baru? I know yeah. <laughs> I know that this has to happen...
2: Dead. ...for Dead. everything
6: else to happen. Yeah. But should it? Yeah. Should it? Ha- yeah. I mean, like, this well, is still a made-up no. story that yeah. somebody chose to write. Should we, you know, back it fully? No, yeah. you know, probably... Yeah.
5: Could...
4: Let me ask you this. Could this relationship have been another relationship... Uh, or a relationship
2: manipulated by
4: Emperor Palpatine?
2: Oh, I think it. I, I don't know if it started that way. I think it ended that way. Because
4: if you go to the comic books or the books, you know, we all know that Emperor Palpatine, yeah. you know, helped create. And well, and so actually,
5: and that that's a myth. It's in the book, but the but the writer. All right, but
4: if you look at the comic book yeah, – I know. He's like, no, over no, the no, top no. You, yeah. I
5: understand, but the writer. What was that
4: one more time? Like, watch.
5: <laughs> <laughs> the writer came out and said that 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 was a test for vader from palpatine and that all that wasn't real
4: uh, i don't know man i think it gives a look but all right because oh like, like he has a lot of like no. future sight, so and he he has to be in control of everything i really think that's how he became in control of every piece of the senate so, like, because nobody, like, even the Jedi, they were like, something's happening here, and every, the dark side is clouding everything, and I can't even see it. And we have a Sith right here in front of us being our friend, and we can't see it. So, he is a master manipulator. Oh, 100%. So, I'm not saying this is what happened, but to make this make more sense, if there's a little more storyline that... He could have seen that these two would have created a another uh, a backup like Luke. Yeah. He, this could have, in case Anakin fails, because he can sense that because of Padme. You know, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, because Padme is bringing some. Uh, hold on, let me get my. Um, no,
5: no, no. Get it out. Get Padme it out.
4: Padme is has some weakness in Anakin, because Anakin has a lot of love for Padme. So there is still love in there, but to be a full Sith, you can't have that in there. So if he sensed this, maybe he needed a backup, so maybe there was some, I'm not saying that that is the story, I'm saying this could be a possible backstory to, he could have manipulated this to create a backup, because he's all about backup plans. We see this in Rise of Skywalker. This dude was figuring out how he can survive and oh, continue operations. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, so you know, it, it, ba- Padme could have created a backup plan for him and have been a little manipulation to make all those cringeworthy scenes make more sense.
5: Yeah, hmm. uh, I think you're. I think you're reaching. <laughs> you're them no, them. I mean, not, I think though? you're reaching.
4: Why not? That's just. But I I'm just saying that's that like storyline that just
6: wasn't. I like it. Simpler explanation to say they're they're cringy and it's. It is what it is, but because of their cringiness, now we have the rest
2: of the You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I guarantee you, if you took, like, if there had been a film crew that was following me and my wife when we first started dating, there would be stuff that y'all would be like, that was cringy. Why did he? Yeah. Y'all are awkward. Why are you saying that? Like, why? Yeah. Awkward. Yeah. Like, my wife and I, we got in a, a fight the very first, like, a month into dating. She was like, "What?" I got up to go to the bathroom. She's like, "What are you leaving?" I was like, "No, I'm gonna freaking marry you someday. Get over yourself." And like, walked out, walked out of the room. And I was like, "What did I just say? Like, what just happened?" That could play off in
6: a romantic comedy It's been like, "Oh my gosh, did you?" There's like cringy, awkward. Yeah. There's like cringy, foot in the mouth. There's like, Harry met Sally, cringy. Yeah. This is ick. This is. (laughs) This is another level of all right. Yeah, yeah. This is. (gasps) (laughs) 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 Whoa, 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 whoa! Sand is ick. (laughs) Horse, it
2: gets placed. <laughs> you know where sand
4: goes? Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. We're going to we gonna we're gonna bring it to a Fair. close now. We, we've seen four different perspectives <laughs> on this one love story. Uh, brother, thank you so Man, much. Man, thanks for uh, letting me jump back up here. Follow um, um, Rule of the Galaxy. Rule the galaxy. Yeah. Um, they have a room in uh, the podcast room. They were on here. We're probably going grab, to uh, grab y'all again if we have some free time sure. and uh, talk about something else that's Super cringeworthy. Fun
5: and uh, we'll just take love stories and fuel off the table
2: (laughs) we've talked enough about the fuel fuel love stories
5: between anakin
2: what fuels a love story in star wars how do you do uh that's a rated r show (laughs) (laughs) but thank y'all
4: so much for joining us there's more shows to come so please stay tuned we are at uh icc con 2022 thank you so much for seeing you
0: Hey, Star Wars fans and fans of the ICC Con in Nashville! It's the Rule of the Gal- Galaxy crew back again, okay. right?
3: Back again. Check his and Let's begin. Wow, I did not know that was going to come out. Um, party but... on, party people! Let me hear some noise. DC's in the house. Jump, jump for joy. Derail. We've de- Is
0: Steve Gloss in here? Is Steve Gloss in here? Um, so we're back. We've been hopping in and out of the live podcast uh, area. All day, all weekend, really. Yeah. And uh, as a special guest for us tonight, we've got Flynn Hendricks, who's been on earlier. Hey, now. Flynn is uh, promoting his I Know You Can Hear Me podcast. We're not really promoting anything. We're just guys who like to talk about Star Wars. And we've got a podcast, Rule of the Galaxy. Um, always follow us on Twitter at Rule of the Galaxy SW. So, I'm going to throw this out to Flynn to start real quick. I, go ahead. Go I ahead. was just going to
3: ask. There's, there's a belt sitting yeah. here on this table. Yes, yeah. yeah, sir. And I need to know more about this belt. So could you hit me? Hey, <laughs> don't
7: you don't you bring that F word in here. Don't you put oh, that hate on me. It's a four-letter F you word. word. <laughs> the macho
0: man
5: <laughs> says it's not fake because the cream rises to the top. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Bone saw is ready on this stage. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Bone saw.
7: But (laughs) now, yeah, you little spider freak. Oh, anyway. it is a
0: free-for-all. It is a free-for-all, <laughs> and the podcast that is, tonight. That is. That it is. But uh, let me, hit let me that tell bell. you about this Let's real go. quick.
7: This is actually one of the longest-reigning or most active titles in the state of Kentucky. It's been active for over 25 years for UCW, which is Ultimate Championship Wrestling. This is the Southern States Championship, which I am proud to hold and represent. And I'll actually be defending and taking this title into defense against the UCW Ultimate Heavyweight Champion this summer across the fair tour of Southern Kentucky and Northern Tennessee. So if you're in the area, get connected with me on social media. I'm on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Go to linktree.com, or linktree slash the Flynn Hendricks for all my socials. Keep up with my dates. Come see me defend it. Come see me unify this with the ultimate heavyweight championship and become the ultimate champion of the longest running promotion in the state of Kentucky.
0: Okay, so as you know, we talk a lot of Star Wars here. Yes. You're talking some wrestling stuff. What did you feel or have you thought about the, the Mandalorian season, where they had the Gamorrean guards battling in basically a wrestling ring right let me there.
7: Let me put it this way. If they ever cast for Ewok wrestling, I would <laughs> gladly throw my name in the head. Okay, I would do it.
3: S- since you brought up the Ewok wrestling, I'm going to have to ask, because you said you're going to go up against the super heavyweight champion. Yes. Right? Is there a little bit of a mismatch coming on? Because when you say super heavyweight champion and you're calling yourself an Ewok, I'm 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 thinking somebody my size who let, you're going to be wrestling. Let me put it this way. Um, I
7: outthink and I outsmart a lot of people, nice. so if the referee forgets to check me and something comes into play uh, to help me win, uh, I'm not going to say that size really matters at wow. that point. Wow. So like wow. a, like a lightsaber? A uh, lightsaber? I've had and I've had Star Wars themed gear too. So nice. huge fan of the Empire and the dark side of things, so 100% and as I was telling uh, Ashley and David Eckstein over in the room, the tonneau track jacket, mm-hmm. it's close enough to my brand colors. I use blue and orange, blue and yellow. I rock that to the ring, so. Uh,
0: okay, then this is freaking me out. The same jacket you're talking about, I have. Yes. And you're right now wearing the R2-D2 Adidas running to, Absolutely, which I have as well. So we're like kindred spirits right here.
7: Never My met man. before. Now, if only I could get the R two watch they got out there on the sales floor, I'd be rocking <laughs> the, whole, the whole shebang. Sounds like you should start wrestling, Joe. Um, I'm in. The, I'm in the market for a new manager. I Oh, wow. this is. Wow. Careful what hi- you oh. ask for. I'll this be the hype what man. You ask oh, yeah.
0: oh, I will be this this a hype the, man. I do travel. So let's is make it work. Is,
3: this is the mouth from the south. He's this not is why we came here. Absolutely, he's not going to go Undertaker. <laughs> that's not him. Now, He's wait. the mouth from the south. That's that's yes. you. I don't Okay,
0: yeah. okay. <laughs> that's why I was doing it. We're gonna backtrack here because yeah. <laughs> I know about this much about wrestling. Alfie, you were telling me the reason you got into wrestling is why? You, after Monday Night Football, (laughs) after Monday Night Football, man, deer in the head.
1: (laughs) (laughs) (laughs)
3: Tried to set you up. You tried. (laughs) Segway. Segway.
1: I I wasn't following the segway there. Yeah, we we got into wrestling in college big time because, you know, you want to keep that Monday Night drinking going. And once football (laughs) was over, we had to find something else. And Monday Night Raw, there it was. There you go. Hook, line, and sinker. And hey, let me tell you, when old Stone Cold
7: gets
2: on TV, oh. you know we're going to crack open a few Steve Weisers. <laughs> <laughs> what?
3: Uh, wow. Good. The, I, I mean, the glass shattering. <laughs> glass shattering. It's iconic. Ed- it's <laughs> iconic. I get pumped when I hear
0: it. How we are merging the Star Wars and the wrestling right now is amazing. It's just like going. Ebb and flow. Ebb and flow right here. Let me,
3: let me
7: put you guys on the spot right yeah. here. You mentioned the Gamorrean wrestling in season two of The Mandalorian. What characters from the Star Wars universe do you guys think would have fit in the wrestling world?
3: Mm. Twilex. M- uh, male I get, Twi'leks or female? Can, can I get a little bit more of a? Can female. you describe that? Well, I mean, female, <laughs> female Twi'leks,
1: Twi'leks would
0: would do well.
7: In I mean, they would I
0: mean, draw a
7: lot of viewers. Very true. In certain matches that are long, long gone from a bygone era. You know, <laughs> no no disrespect intended, but you know, I'm I'm gonna say Wookies. I'm going to say Wookiees yeah. would be a perfect
0: fit for the wrestling. I mean, we saw that in Solo. Yeah. the uh, Solo and Chewbacca down in the pit, the
7: mud pit. I would love to see Chewbacca and Andre the Giant, but that's
2: just oh, me. yeah. Oh, that's
7: not a contest. <laughs> Chewbacca would. I mean, yeah, Andre's I mean, going to come out without an arm, but he's still going to ask if anybody <laughs> wants a peanut, yeah. so we all win. <laughs> okay.
0: I well, I, I, so, Star Wars characters in wrestling for you guys. What about
2: robot wrestling? Is that a thing? Well robots we saw that in the wrestlers as well. in the ring they that's what I'm saying. Look like robots, so yes. like so like IG eighty eight? Could be a part of IG eleven. Head. That's what yeah. you think. Until IG you're dead. AG, IG is a stick. He doesn't have like Okay, his, his, what about what what's the drug okay. in Rogue One? You know what I'm talking about? The oh, one K two k two S O. Yeah. He chokeslammed. He chokeslammed. Yeah, the one. he was wrestling. Yeah.
3: <laughs> he... Oh. Jen or Cassie, and two. One of them, like uh, yeah, yeah Jen. A he staff. backhanded. Uh, <laughs> close I'm talking to a robot.
7: Okay, you're gonna know right, this answer.
0: Yeah. Doctor Aphra's assassin droid. Triple, oh. zero. Triple zero. Triple zero. Triple zero. would make a great wrestler.
7: Yes, uh, it's so he's so sadistic. He can be so conniving, but he can be so charming at the same time until he flips that switch. I,
2: great answer. Well, Thank you. you. You said Wookiees already, but it. Oh, yeah. He, but he was. I think he was. No, no, he yes, was exactly that's exactly what, what I'm saying. He asked right. the question, okay. why would but, you who would I, I will the-
7: say I may or may not have taken a page out of Crescenton's playbook to retain this title a time or two, <laughs> but, you know, that's neither here nor there. <laughs> right.
0: Okay, so so we already know, like, we've seen some arenas in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. Are, obviously, the Mandalorian was a small, little arena, like it was, you know, a throw-it-in-your-backyard kind of wrestling match. Yep. But Geonosis the arena how about the pod racing course oh the making buddy. making is that even an arena well, but just Which all one? those cra- that crowd that crowd right there yes, i mean let's face it arena. in star wars visions they did a rock concert okay there. I, you this were gonna true. go
3: there with it but like it's not even
2: really like there's seats you sit <laughs> and you watch one turn. for one turn i mean it's like going to watch
3: talladega and you're only going to be sitting on the it, they've the done wrestling they've
7: done wrestling there so and they've got the announcers with them. ah lawyer yeah
1: what about the senate chamber Yes! Oh, uh, yes book me there. Book, me there
0: book me there senate chamber would be so, great and we've seen a little bit of that between palpatine and yoda i yes. mean it was a, it was almost an all-out wrestle the uh, cool right thing, there
3: the cool thing about the senate chamber is that i would be able to take my pod and float around oh, and get close yes. yeah right because like you're floating mm-hmm. around in the pods i'd be able to like hover around and, and see, i mean see it from a different angle who knows
7: you might even be in the pod next to the et race so Correct. bring the best of all worlds exactly. together right there exactly
3: you can take your
1: little pod and get snacks too. Yes. Cold drinks. Right. You got to make sure. Because you got to make sure we keep that going. Cold. <laughs> cold. Right. Got to stay man. hydrated.
0: I'm I'm feeling you're on a on a roll with the cold drinks, Alfie. I mean, it's been a theme of the weekend. Yes, <laughs> it has. Does everybody else like Alfie's Boba Fett yellow shirt right here? Oh yeah. yeah. Does, okay. That's five below. Five below. I mean, come on, oh. five below. Always has great Star Wars T-shirts. That needs to be marketed more, right? I mean, yeah. it's hard to find good Star Wars stuff a lot of times out in the real world, not here. At ICC Con, you can find anything, but okay. Five Below does a great job. You should okay. talk about your shirt. Uh, yeah, this is from Obvious Shirts. Just here, right here, a little Falcon outline by Obvious Shirts. If anybody's watching, yeah, it's a good
3: little, uh, good little line they've got going on there. Let's go ahead and give the full plug. Yeah. Let's it's go, like go the get I more there. details. It's, it's, more the details the Joey, it's a
0: Joey Molinero line, not me, my son. Joey Molinaro has a line, obvious shirts. You can get the Falcon right there. So five below, obvious shirts, good good Star Wars sh- shirts. Where else are we going? We've talked Adidas. We've talked belts. We've talked wrestling. Mm-hmm. Bring something. Bring the heat.
3: So I'm going to ask you a question. It's Fire a question. Away. It is a question that we bring up on our podcast all the time. It's yes, near please. and dear to my heart. I'm oh, going to give you the yeah. background on the. Oh, oh yeah, so absolutely. So you understand where we're coming from.
0: Jim knows where you're going on this.
3: <laughs> <He> <laughs> <shouldn't>. <laughs> so back in the day, one of the first podcasts we've had. I wasn't on it, so uh, they were all talking about Count Dooku and in uh, I think it's... Count.
0: count you, Did you, I say you, can, you kinda Count? You kind of shorten that word. Do- he went with the fancy dialect. Okay, on that one. Count Dooku. Careful.
3: So they're talking about Dooku and, uh, on episode three, and they were kind of making fun of him and calling him Stumpy because he gets his arms chopped off and then they <laughs> lop his head off. It's only a flesh wound. And then they were talking about going into like uh, Galaxy's Edge and looking at the lightsaber hilts. And they said, "Who would want to go get Count Dooku's lightsaber hilt?" Oh. So that brought it up. The next time I got on, I had to defend my man, Count Dooku. I love Count Dooku. I love his hilt because he's got that regal style, that little curve that he's got. That elegant stance, like it fits his character. Which brings me to the question that I'm going to ask you: Is there a specific lightsaber hilt in the universe that you feel it would fit you, or that you are drawn to, that you like?
7: You've already. Sung the praises of my favorite hilt in the entire series, wow. and that is Count Dooku. So it, it is a Dooku that hilt. That is Count Dooku. Okay, I awesome. mean, it's, I love the design, I love the curve, I love the elegance, I love the character, I love everything about him, I love the actor that played him. Oh, I, Christopher and Lee. Just in the fact that we got more expansion on him in the Clone Wars to see more of his backstory, more of the conniving side than the book where you find out how he got to the Jedi, just everything about him, like. And that that saber is so different compared to everything else you get. It's so elegant, and like I would, I know Asajj Ventress had the mm-hmm. the dual, Similar, right? yeah, yeah. But his man, his looks so much better than hers because hers is like a bunch of Legos stuck together. But his is just so <laughs> elegant. So I mean, that that's my saber to a T.
3: Now I'm gonna ask the next question. Have you been walking around? Did you see the cosplay Count Dooku that's here? I did. Aha. Uh-huh. He has well a beautiful saber too. He does, and but he I, looks just like Count Dooku.
7: I was disappointed that he didn't go full on and come with no hands, but you know <laughs> what, what? What can you do? Selfish. So,
3: so I can say this
0: for our Rule of the Galaxy followers: our next T-shirt we're talking about it is going to be Count Dooku's saber inside of our logo. N- Nick and Brent are wearing our logo right there. The saber right in the middle of that has to be because that's what we talk about. Like almost every other show is the Count Dooku's. <laughs> well, because somebody's coming on. Somebody's
3: coming on as a guest star, so. I will get one of
7: those shirts, and <laughs> I will gladly wear it to the ring. Oh! I will plug Ooh. you guys everywhere I go. Oh, there we go. Challenge
3: play yeah, so right we there. We've got to get obvious shirts onto it see if we can uh, get obvious yeah, hobby <laughs> shirts. Yeah, obvious <laughs> shirts.
0: Save Question me some money.
3: Uh, the Dooku saber.
1: Sure. Where did it go after Revenge of the Sith? Oh. Is it still in existence somewhere out there? Because Anakin picks it up and uses it. Oh,
3: that's right. That was one of the ones that he used to slice the head off, right?
1: Does he not throw it down and just leave it it. on the ship
7: after that to go and check on Obi-Wan after he frees the Chancellor? I think he throws it down.
1: Luke throws his lightsaber down and somehow has it again. This is true.
3: And Yoda, we don't, like, let's talk about Yoda's lightsaber, too. We don't know if he still had it. There's been shot-by-shot breakdown of whether or not he left the Senate chamber with his— lightsaber but then we see it being offered to grogu
7: and i know wow. like i know for that one you know luke so, goes on his quest to find all these artifacts so maybe the emperor had the clones pick it up that were scouring wow. the chamber but we're going deep you know for that one i i don't know because you never Wait, see it again but i love the fact that i would love the backstory that he kept it you know as a memento too because again best lightsaber in the entire franchise fight me
2: i don't think he would have kept it out. the only reason I think he wouldn't have kept it is because there was some shame attached to it yeah. shouldn't have killed him Very yep. true. throwing it down yep. on the ground actually might because it's one of those like I'm really glad Obi-Wan Kenobi was passed out but here's yeah. the thing to do it. Yeah. would Palpatine have
7: picked it up while Anakin was checking on Obi-Wan he was on to the next one very true
0: so
1: you know go ahead was Alfie. it still on the ship that's a fair question. You mean like when it yeah, crashes? When well, it crashes.
2: It, it breaks in half.
3: Yeah, it, right. Remember? So the only so it thing could that crashes, crashes. The it thing the crashes the back is the bridge. The, ship. the only thing that crashes is the bridge, so the ship burns up in the atmosphere.
0: Do you guys realize how much time this weekend we've spent talking about the prequels? I mean, we're kind of older guys. It, except for you. You're young, sir. But the prequels keep coming up, and, and I think it goes back to the depth that you're talking about with yeah. the books, the Clone Wars. Count Dooku, to me, in the short time he was in there was not built on enough. Right. But then the books and the Clone Wars made it to where count dooku became a more important
3: valuable character he made
7: qui-gon a more important character too because we understand where his mentality and his mindset and his view of the entire jedi order comes from
3: i would say that i'm not a book reader (laughs) like i I always joke if you heard of me earlier i call it going to the dark side by diving into the books (laughs) because like there's so much more detail in there and it does change your perception of the star wars world, right we're all influenced and in my Star Wars is different from your Star Wars because I've been exposed and I've chosen to expose myself to different things. Absolutely. But two of the books that I have read, Master and Apprentice, yep. mm-hmm. which is really good, which is goes into uh, the Qui-Gon Jinn, but in the Qui-Gon story, they do talk about uh, Count Dooku and mm-hmm. his influence. And the other one would be Plagueis, which also goes into the... Mm-hmm. Uh, it's, the book should really be called Darsidious, shouldn't <laughs> yes. be called Plagueis, because two-thirds of the book is really about uh, about Palpatine, yeah. about our man Sheev. Um, so those two books do a lot of to give Dooku a background. And you actually opened the door to a question that
7: I was going to ask about y'all's thoughts on the novel Plagueis, where it's gone oh. in and out of canon, legends, mm, canon, right, right. legends, canon. But, I mean, like you said, it gives us more depth to the Emperor. He was a bratty, spoiled, entitled kid. He even killed people when he was just driving his speeder. Where is that in the movies? Because you like you see him as the friendly grandfather that becomes the puppet master. He's like, become calculated. Yeah, and then he gets referenced in episode nine in the novelization. But you know like, he references Plagueis. But what are y'all's thoughts on having a character like that and getting the backstory and finding out that it's
2: still in process during the events of the phantom Menace yeah you know what Ian McDermott was on the stage over here today mm-hmm. when he did it and somebody actually asked him that question they said would you yeah. like to explore the depth of you know palpatine and he said yes I would love to do that but we would need a younger actor to mm-hmm. come back and play me yep. and I would be all about it if they went and did it to which I was sitting there just and those, I mean, those
7: rumors, <laughs> those rumors ran rampant three yeah. years ago before Rise of Skywalker came out Smith? with the clones. Yeah, the Matt Smith rumor yeah. and everything.
3: And I'd, I'd be all for it. So I will go, and this may be a hot take version, I will go with my headcanon after watching Attack of the Clones. When I heard the opera scene and I heard Palpatine talking about uh, when I heard Palpatine talking about Darth Plagueis, my headcanon at the time, and it was that way until I read Plagueis, was that Darth Plagueis was somebody that was back in, like, Bane, like yeah. Bane's time. Mm-hmm. Like we're talking, uh, not Bane, uh,
7: Revan, yeah, Bane, 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 Revan. Bane, Bane. Yeah. Yeah. Bane,
3: Revan. We're talking Old Republic. I was yeah. thinking it was like some ancient Sith that he had just discovered. I knew he was a Sith, but something that he had just discovered. And then the book comes out and they're like, no, no, it's his master. So my headcanon was having a hard time grasping the fact that it was his, his immediate mentor, versus somebody who I was thinking, like, this is somebody way back in the back. Very fair. Yep. I, I enjoy that, yeah.
0: Well, I tell you what, we brought our head headcanon to this today. We can't thank Jim and Matt and the ECPC TV staff here at ICC County Nashville. Rule of Galaxy has loved every minute of it. It was great to meet you, Flynn. Same to you guys. I as well. will be
7: your 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 hype man. <laughs> Absolutely, I will be that. You can count on it, and we'll get you a shirt so you can wear it to the ring. I'll get you guys one of mine, and make sure if you're in the area, check out the UCW Fair Tour at the start of July. It's going all month. I'm going to be defending the Southern States title and competing for the ultimate heavyweight championship. I want to have this guy in my corner hyping (laughs) me up as I go. Check out the Rule of the Galaxy podcast and the I Know You Hear Me podcast. And I know you hear us.